Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Brave X and Power, a podcast that discusses gender inequality and bullying in STEM. I'm your host, Michaela Pellerin. Today we have a very special guest speaker joining us, Ashley Pates, Miss Collegiate America. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I am so happy to have you here. You are such an inspiration to me, and I think you have all these amazing things to share with all of our listeners today. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be on this episode, and I can't wait for everybody who's listening to hear a little bit more about me and my journey. And I'm just excited to be here with you today. Absolutely. We are so happy to have you. Would you like to begin by introducing yourself to everyone? Absolutely. So my name is Ashley Pates. I am the current Miss Collegiate America, and I'm a published author of the book, Bryn the Brave. I'm also a full-time dental hygienist and personal trainer. Um, I'm an extremely, extremely busy body, but I wouldn't change it for the world. (laughs) Oh, well, since you mentioned it, would you like to tell us more about Bryn the Brave, your book? That's so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So being a full-time dental hygienist and of course a brave advocate, I decided to incorporate the two things that I'm really passionate about, which is anti-bullying and spreading awareness around that. But being in the dental field, I had to incorporate you know, something that is really fun and unique and get both the importance of self-care, self-love, which in my eyes also includes, you know, taking care of your oral hygiene because it has such a huge impact on your overall health. And then I decided to throw the brave message in there as well. I chose to incorporate a lot of things regarding, um, you know, brushing your teeth and how there's Paula plaque and plaque bullies that, um, you know, gang up on Molly the Molar. And then it just has a really empowering message where it's talking about bringing those, you know, your, your group of friends around you to help um, stand up for you and your beliefs. If you end up seeing something, you need to be saying something and stand up for those around you. So incorporating, you know, the anti-bullying message in there with dental hygiene was something that I was really excited to share and share on a national platform, a national stage, and still be spreading that message here. So I decided to take a unique spin on uh, the brave message and (laughs) self-love. That's so cool because my two things are brave and medicine and putting something together with that was extremely hard. And then I came up with this podcast and I was so excited that I could talk about, you know, all the gender inequality and bullying that goes along with girls aspiring to create a career for themselves in STEM. And so to hear that you combined brave with dental hygiene was really cool because I didn't know all of that background information. Yeah. A lot of people end up feeling like, you kind of have to stick within this mold and this box when sharing the brave message or whatever your message is completely honest. But when you have such a strong passion for something, um, you know, you will figure out a way to spread the message and reach even more people. I can, you know, I can talk to people of all ages about oral hygiene and the importance of it, but I can also incorporate that with anti-bullying. So I think as long as people are willing to have their arms wide open and be willing to accept constructive criticism, um, you know, we'll be able to accomplish anything that we set our minds to. So as long as we're really open-minded, which clearly you are, and you're taking a spin on it, I think it's really important for all of us to 
to be a little bit more vulnerable and step outside of that box. Absolutely. And I do love doing brave presentations with elementary age children, but I also wanted to create something for a more specific and kind of older audience because I hadn't seen too much being done with that. And so that was sort of my mindset or, you know, way of thinking when creating this was what can I do to get, you know, the older people involved because bullying can happen in the workplace for adults. And I've had some adults come on and share their experiences with that so far. So that's also been really cool. Yeah, a lot of people feel like bullying stops at school, um, you know, at school level and school age children. But truthfully, just as you said, I've seen it happen in the workplace. It happens outside of the workplace. It happens. I mean, I've even seen it happen um, at community service events. I've seen it happen at pageants. You know, it it truthfully doesn't stop at one specific age or one grade level. So more power to you. I am very, very happy, like I said, to be on this podcast with you, being able to share our messages and the importance of anti-bullying on a different platform and a different level in order to reach all ages. So yay, go you. (laughs) Thank you. And one of the reasons why I wanted to be a part of the Miss High School America organization was because of the shared anti-bullying platform that they create for all of their title holders. And it's such a relevant topic because unfortunately, bullying is something that pretty much every person will experience at least once throughout their lifetime, whether they are a bully, a bystander, or the victim. So it's really important that we have people from every state at different age groups teaching everyone resources of what to do when you see bullying, when you might be the bully, or when you are being bullied. And so I love that this organization is really working on that and promoting it in every state. Yeah, it's something that, I mean, this just, this organization just truthfully fell into my lap during a really hard time in my life. And I didn't realize because before, you know, I was really impact, I mean, I'm still impacted, but um, within pageantry, so many people are like, Hey, what is your platform? What is your platform? And at a young age, you're really unsure. Even though I started pageantry at 18 years old, um, you know, my first thing was cancer, well, cancer awareness and health, um, and disease prevention. And then once the Miss High School America organization kind of fell onto my lap and there was the anti-bullying platform, I was like, Holy cow, this, this is what I need to be speaking about in addition to self-love and health and disease prevention. Um, and just as you said, you know, being able to have an advocate or somebody to speak in every state is huge because we can reach so many different people and thanks to social media <laughs> and yeah. just we're on this other platform, you know, we are able to reach so many people, so many people worldwide with such a beautiful, empowering message. So we're also really, really luck- lucky to have these different platforms available to us to share the message. Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch back on what you were saying, I'm pretty new to pageantry and the reason why I honestly started doing pageants was so I could really take my community service to the next level and really have that audience to make like a long lasting influence and legacy and impact. And so I really did my research on all different types of pageant organizations. Honestly, I'm very like research oriented in pretty much anything I do. And so you know, I just Googled like all these pageants and this one came right up and I put it on my list and it was right at the top. um, Once I had researched probably like 30 different organizations. And so 
I'm just so happy to be here and that I have a state title and an opportunity to compete at the national pageant. So, yeah. yeah huge. Yeah, I know. Congratulations on your state Thank title. you. Um, would you mind if I asked you a quick question? Of course. Um, so as far as you being new into the, into the pageant world and pageantry, did you ever know anything about volunteering and community service before you entered into the pageants? Yeah, I did. And that was actually... So my first pageant was when I was 16 years old. It was the Miss Maine Teen USA pageant. And um, I just joined that because I had some friends that were involved in it when I was quite a bit younger who I looked up to. But before then, right when I started high school, I joined seven different volunteer-based clubs that were offered at my school, um, from Key Club International to all the way down to local clubs in my small town. And throughout all those organizations, I've helped elderly people and young children and babies and working through donations and fundraisers and in-person events. And that was honestly incredible. And I got to do a lot of that before COVID as well. And now I've been able to take on leadership roles within those clubs and, you know, just a couple years after I started high school, I started competing in pageants because it started meaning a lot more to me how my impact has like made all these positive changes in the community. And I love that I've been able to see that on a small scale or on a large scale. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, I was curious because before um, pageantry, I had no idea about community service. Like I knew about it in my high school but my community service was volunteering as a TA, <laughs> like <laughs> at my school, there, we weren't really educated, um, on the importance of volunteering until I got involved in pageantry. And I was like, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So I was just curious. I wanted to know if you had a background with it as well, but you kind of had your foot in the door, which is awesome. Yeah. My school actually requires community service to graduate um, after your four years of high school to like walk on the stage for graduation. Awesome. And yeah, I think it's 20 hours. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I surpassed that like freshman year, but every student, you know, no matter what path you take, whether you're in like all classes or we have other like vocational programs that you can do, um, but either way, you just have to have all of those hours in throughout the four years. And I think it's really great that our school is promoting that. Yeah, that's huge. No, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, they didn't, you know, my, in order for me to graduate high school, they're like, yeah, you need hours. But I think all that I needed was four hours. Like it was wow. nothing. And they yeah. never said anything as far as off campus. It was, hey, volunteer in the front office for, you know, a couple days throughout the week. <laughs> so, quite yeah. interesting. Things have changed. <laughs> I love that we do that too, because it teaches such like gratitude. You know, if you're working at a soup kitchen, I feel like okay. it really makes you thankful for what you have. Or if you're just, you know, working with little kids, you might find other passions you didn't know you had just by stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things to help other people, whether it's like face-to-face, -face, like working with children or something like hosting a donation that's, you know, like less direct, but yeah, yeah it's all great. One of my favorite um, volunteer opportunities that I always do is volunteering at my local food bank. And a lot of people don't understand why, but I do drive throughs. So I see these people come in time and time again, and you start building these amazing relationships with everybody and seeing how grateful they are for you to be there and just simply placing food items in their car. It's truthfully, I mean, it makes me so happy. Um, you know, even though I'm just physically there and placing it in their car, 
they're so grateful. And it's really, really amazing to see how much of an impact you can have just by doing such a simple task and having such a huge impact on other people's lives. Absolutely. And I would say personally, I just started volunteering at my local nursing home and I've had I've had grandparents that have been in many, many nursing homes. So I've been there for my loved ones and I can understand how hard it is to, you know, give them the attention that they really deserve and being there all the time for them. And so being able to volunteer and give attention and time and love to other people's like grandparents or loved ones is really special to me. And I have you know, great connections with the people there. I was placed in the Alzheimer's unit. So it's a very hard unit to work in. It's very emotional, honestly, but it's extremely rewarding. I had a lady um, a couple weeks ago when I went in, she just took my hand and held it the whole time. And oh. we talked for over an hour and she was just so sweet. She was telling me, um, she was like, oh, we were made for each other. She was like, oh. we were just alike. And it, it just touched my heart so much, honestly. I... I would be an emotional wreck. I used to volunteer yeah. at, um, at a senior home as well. And I am so, I'm so funny. I love old people. Like they yeah. melt heart. If I see them and they're the kindest people ever, I'm just like, I melt. I cry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> such an emotional person. I cry when I'm happy, mad, sad, but I don't know. It's just something like gentle souls within some old people that just as you said, you know, that, that lady holding your hand, yeah. I mean, that probably meant the absolute world to her for you to be there and hearing some of their stories. And, you know, some of those people have family in different States and they're not able to see their loved ones. So the fact that you're able to be there for them, um, you know, whether they remember it or not is so, so huge for them right then and there and in that moment. So that's one of the most touching things volunteering at a senior home. And I feel like everybody needs to do it at least once because the feeling that you end up getting um, just from having these simple conversations, playing a game with them, or just simply listening to their stories that they have to share, um, you know, and I feel like that is way better than reading a history book because <laughs> you're yeah. actually able to hear straight from their mouths, the things that they went through, um, you know, and, and think back in time. And it's like, wow, you're, you're amazing. <laughs> You've yeah. gone through a lot and, you know, we, we take things for granted as we are here today. And when you hear their stories, you're like, wow. Yeah. Simply, simply amazing. And very, very touching. And something that made me think of was that same lady, actually, she was recalling a lot of memories of growing up near Willard oh. Beach, which is in Maine. And that's a beach that I've grown up going to because I've lived in the same small town my entire life. And so it was really cool. She was able to share this same childhood memory that I had in my childhood. And I was able to ask her questions like, oh, did you go on the rocks there and climb on them? And she was like, yeah, I did. And it was it was honestly really cool because we you know, had both grown up there and it's the same spot. And I thought that was amazing to, you know, it was very touching. Oh, I know. See simple things where you guys can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just like Ashley said, if you ever get a chance, I would definitely recommend old people and children to volunteer with because you just have the most incredible experiences with them, honestly. Beautiful bonds. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to have you share more about your hashtag brave and beautifully you and all the things that you do with that. Yeah. So I decided to, again, you know, stepping outside 
um, of that box that a lot of people feel like they need to be in with um, brave anti-bullying, just kind of sharing their messages um, around brave. So I decided, especially during the pandemic, and I'm out in California, so quite a few things have um, been on lockdown for a while now, and we're slowly starting to open up again. But um, you know, I'm, I'm still not able to get into quite a few schools and senior homes, same thing like that. They're still really strict. So I decided to, again, take a unique spin on the brave message and think about it and figure out how I can grab other people's stories and share with a large audience. So I decided to create my hashtag brave and beautifully you, where I get anybody and everybody who wants to join in, share their story and their message, whether, you know, just as you, um, you are, I'm sharing this message with um, people who have either been a victim of bullying. They have been the bully. They have seen bullying and um, been a bystander. And I'm just sharing with other people that they're not alone on this journey. And I, again, I'm all about self-love and trying to see the positivity. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I want others, again, to know that they're not alone on this journey by sharing these beautiful messages that during these dark times, you know, you have gone through it, you've grown through it. And now we can start spreading awareness around it. So many people feel like they need to keep quiet because they'll end up, you know, getting picked on again by the bully. And I just think it's so important to be able to speak up and believe that our voice matters because it really, really does. So being able to share all these beautiful messages with truthfully, a lot of the national title holder, I'm sorry, a lot of the state title holders that are going to nationals. Um, I'm loving it because I'm kind of getting the inside scoop and seeing all of these girls with what makes them unique and beautiful, seeing what has made them who they are today. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so blessed to be on this, this journey and, and meeting all these beautiful girls and talented girls from all walks of life. And I'm just so blessed that, um, you know, I've had this opportunity to share on a national level and, using Instagram and Facebook and whatnot as my platform to be able to spread such a positive message. Well, that is so incredible. And I know you've touched so many people with that. And I think it's incredible that you've been able to spotlight like the state title holders, like you were saying, because all of them are so unique and different. And I love hearing what they all have to say and what they've all been up to because, you know, really pageants aren't the stereotypical girl. There's all different types of girls who have gone through all different things. And it's great because through that, I've been able to have so many different role models because we all have different passions. And I love how I'm able to connect to all of the state title holders, but for different reasons. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, somebody feels like we, we are all different and unique in our own ways, yet one thing is joining us together and that's our passion for pageantry and brave within this organization. And I think that's the beautiful thing because we all have something that we can relate to. So I never know, you know, who is, who truthfully is going to be joining me on my video series until we start talking and connecting. And I think that that's the beautiful thing. Yes, I might know your name in the state, the state that you're representing, but when we start to break down those walls and I truthfully get to know you and the viewers get to know you, I think it brings about such a beautiful, beautiful thing within each individual. And it's just really cool to be able to see everybody real and raw. And that is one thing that I express that everybody, when you know people get on, I'm like, 
please don't be a robot. We <laughs> are. I want this real raw, authentic you. And I think that's the beautiful thing about my series is we are getting to know all these girls and, um, you know, even outside of, uh, the, the Miss High School America organization, I've been able to interview quite a few people who we wouldn't be able to ever hear these stories and these true journeys if I didn't have this because, you know, we don't have this opportunity unless you're talking one-on-one uh, with somebody at the state or at the national pageant or even the state pageant. And, you know, they'll end up saying and sharing their message with the judges in an interview room and nobody else is being able to hear this. So truthfully, I just feel like it's, it's opening so many different doors for these girls to be able to link and compare their journeys and share with other people again, to know that they're not alone, even though none of our journeys are the same. um, It's bringing us together and really, really getting to know each individual girl girl on a completely different level and a beautiful level, in my opinion. It's so amazing how social media can really connect us from all over and create all these new opportunities like what you've been doing and what this podcast has been doing just all these opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise had just as you were mentioning before and just to see like my personal growth with this podcast within two weeks of being launched it was already on Spotify and Apple and that was like incredible to me because I didn't even know like I could do that, let alone like for, <laughs> like let alone for free or that they would even process it within two weeks and like have a chance to like review, review it when I submitted like the applications. And that was honestly really, really life changing. Yeah. And I mean, it's, like I said, just being able to push yourself and step outside of your comfort zone. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And as someone who grew up extremely shy, and honestly, I still am pretty shy to some degree, just having this opportunity where I'm able to talk and have people listen has been really cool because that's not something that I've always had the experience with in, you know, real life with those real life connections. Your voice matters. You are always going to be your biggest critic. And this goes to show you your voice matters, right? People are listening to you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, it's it's huge. So don't don't you dare give up, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Everybody has a beautiful message and a beautiful story and uh, you're taking advantage. You're able to share that on this platform. Thank you. Something really cool actually was I host this podcast on RSS feed, which is kind of like the third party host that helps me get my episodes automatically on other sites like Spotify and Apple. So it's basically where I upload everything like in one place. And it lets me view like the insights of how like well I'm doing, you know, how many people are following. And something cool is they have a map and there's dots throughout the entire world. And I can see where there's listeners. Wow. So that's been really cool. It's been growing in almost all states across the U.S., we have listeners. There's listeners on other continents, and that's been extremely rewarding for me, honestly. Wow. See, I mean, what would we do without technology these days? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Social media, using it to our advantage. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I would love for you to talk more about bullying, if that's something you're comfortable with. Like, what has been your own personal experience with that? Yeah. Um, so I actually started getting bullied. Um, it began in elementary school, and it went all the way through middle and high school. Elementary school, I, I mean, elementary and middle school, I really didn't 
even think about bullying as bullying. It was just, you know, somebody was teasing me being, I was being picked on and it was for the outfits that I would wear. I had, um, issues with, I had speech impediments trying to say certain words and my R's. And I was just constantly being made fun of for just simply being me and being a kid. Um, of course, times have changed with the way that kids look and talk these days, <laughs> but back in the day, um, you know, I, I grew up in my elementary school. It was honestly heartbreaking. I didn't realize it until I got older, but we had our English speaking classes and it was automatically split up between the English and the Spanish immersion class. Um, so there was already a division and a separation there. We weren't allowed to have recess together. And so anytime that there was already a rivalry and it was a weird rivalry that, um, you know, you didn't really see in the time being so young, but those kids would constantly pick on us, us English speaking kids, even though they were bilingual and, um, you know, we were so similar yet different. So that was already happening in elementary school. Then those kids ended up going to the same middle school that I did. And, um, you know, all of us were joined together in middle school, but then it really, really got bad um, to a point that I ended up changing middle schools. I was doing everything in my power to change schools. I couldn't stand the people um, that I was going to school with on a daily basis and constantly just telling my parents, it's like, I don't feel good. I want to stay home when you go to school and you're just nervous because of the way that you look again, the way that I was dressing, just being me, a simple kid, I was being picked on for my curly hair. Again, the way that I was speaking, the way that I was dressing, and that was kind of out of my control. I was just simply being a kid. So my eighth grade year, I ended up transferring schools and it got a little bit better. And then towards the end of the year, it started getting really bad, really, really bad. And I was like, I'm doing everything in my power. I was telling my parents, I just wanted to move out of the state. I wanted nothing to do with it, um, with going to the same high school that a lot of these kids did. So I ended up going to a different high school than where those other kids were going, but the high school that I had to go to it, we were a closed school district. So where I lived, I had to go to that high school. Otherwise we had to move. And my freshman year was okay, but I ended up getting, I wasn't even getting picked on my, um, by the same grade. I was getting picked on this by the seniors of that school. And again, for my hair, the way that I look, the way that I dress, and it just became a thing where when I'm, when I was constantly hearing these things, I started to think, is there something wrong with me? What do you know, what do I need to do? Is it because my family didn't come from money and I'm not walking around with, you know, the, the juicy couture, <laughs> um, sweatsuit, <laughs> like what, what am I doing wrong? And so, um, it was my junior year. And I remember this day, like it was yesterday, um, kids were going around and I could just, you know, hear whispering and I wasn't understanding what was happening. Some of my closest friends that I thought were my best friends. Um, I guess that there was a website that was created about me and, you know, I was the sporty kid. I grew up playing softball. So I was a tomboy and I had no issue with wearing sweatpants. I was just simply at school to learn and to go home and to play softball. Like that was my life. I was very, very, um, strict with my schedule. And I, like I said, I was a tomboy. I was an athlete and I loved every moment of it. I still to this day have no regret with the way that I looked, the way that I dressed. Um, and that's what I was getting picked on, but this website was created about me and people were, would 
could go onto the website and post anonymously. So people were just going on and truthfully just trash talking me, making up false lies. Um, I mean, just horrible, horrible rumors for no reason. Well, the way that I ended up figuring out that it was one of my friends was because he thought that he was posting anonymously and he posted publicly. Me at the time, I was extremely hurt and mad. I mean, I felt all sorts of feelings in that time frame. Um, and that was the first time that I realized that it wasn't only, you know, the older, the um, upper class that was picking on me. It was also within my friends group and my junior year, I ended up getting enough confidence and I was brave enough to actually approach the person. And I, I, like I said, I was just so hurt, caught off guard that I approached it and I was like, can you tell me? why you did this. And he had no idea that he posted on there. He had no idea that it was posted publicly. He tried to play dumb, didn't understand why I was asking him. And I brought it to his attention and then he admitted it. And I just said, why, why me? What, you know, who started this? What is going on? And uh, he really didn't have an explanation. I think that it was just, he was a part of the popular group and he, he thought that I was the weakest link weakest link. And he just really, really was shocked that I decided to stand up for myself. I never ended up talking to him again. I broke all ties with quite a few of those people. And I just realized that those people were really toxic. And that was an important time in my life that I said and noticed that I'm important. I have value in this world and I'm going to find my friends that see that value. And my really big group of friends ended up narrowing down to four friends. And again, I have no shame in that. I would way rather have one or two close friends for the rest of my life than having a huge group of fake friends that I truthfully can't even call friends. Um, And I still talk to those girlfriends all the time. I'm actually getting ready to go to one of their weddings in just a couple weeks. And I think that that is really important for a lot of people to know that it's okay to have a smaller group of friends. You don't have to be the most popular, the prettiest in order to feel the self-love and the value in life. Um, We, you know, especially in today's day and age, a lot of us get caught up on social media and feeling like you need to look or talk or dress a certain way in order to maintain those friends. I can tell you as I get, as I've gotten older, my friends group has continuously gotten smaller and I don't care. I really, really don't care. People are going to come and go in your life. There's a, there was a quote and I don't remember uh, where I heard it, but it was really cool that people will be there, um, you know, for certain seasons and they're going to help shape you and develop you into the person that you're going to end up being. And it's beautiful, but then some people are there for a lifetime. And uh, you know, even though I went through those really, really hard times, I, I continuously and constantly say that everything does happen for a reason. But as soon as I turned 18, um, being in living in Washington, Washington state, I told my parents, it's like, I'm moving out. I'm going to go and have a good fresh start. And I moved to California and I've been here ever since. And I truthfully think that I needed that. Yes. Looking back on it, it might have seemed like I was running away from my problems, which yeah, I was, but uh, you know, I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I didn't go through all that. And if I didn't, 
again, step outside of my comfort zone and do something really, really scary. I had no path. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I needed to press that reset button. And I'm very lucky and blessed to have been on that journey and gone through those things and had the support of my friends and my family during that hard time, because it has helped shape me to be the independent woman and the successful woman that I am today. Well, first and foremost, I am so sorry that that extreme amount of bullying has happened to you. That is so horrible. Wow. Yeah, people are not not always the nicest, but yeah, yeah, I, I've experienced cyber. I've experienced the verbal. Um, it's just, it, oh, and something else that actually uh, happened during COVID was I was cyber bullied um, pretty bad, to be completely honest again, by people in my high school. And I had no idea that I was still friends with them on Facebook. I had no idea. Um, and those people were actually not even a portion, uh, of the group or, you know, the same friends group that bullied me in high school. And then when these people attacked me on Facebook, when we were all quarantined, stuck at home, jabbing at my career and that I didn't have the knowledge to be speaking on certain things and, uh, you know, my degree meant nothing. Uh, I, I stopped and I thought to myself, these people have nothing better to do than to pick on somebody else. And I was like, I'm going to stop and reflect here. And I'm thinking, I just feel bad for them because they're going through issues and a rough patch in their life. And they're trying to take it out on me. And I think that a lot of people need to understand the importance of stopping before they ever say something, because of course I could have backlashed and, um, uh, you know, stepped out of their level, but I didn't, I try to come across and of course I'm not going to be somebody to just stay, stay quiet. So I approached it on, um, a different level. (laughs) (laughs) I, I reached out to each person individually, in addition to responding back to some of their comments and kind of caught off guard, caught them off guard. Um, and then I thought, I was like, I don't need those people in my life. I don't. So I unfriended them. I blocked them and I do not need negativity in my life. I said, no things. I'm all about positivity. (laughs) Um, but I just, I will never understand. I will never understand. And that's just as we were talking about bullying does not stop at a certain age. Yeah. And I just don't get it. I will never understand (laughs) why people need to go to that extent to start jabbing and picking on somebody else. I'm like, it's my career, my career. Don't ever compare my career to your career path and the knowledge that I have, because you're not on my path. You don't know what I went to school for. You don't know all the classes that I've taken. It was just really, really shocking. Um, But that just goes to show you, you know, people will always find something, always find something. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Be the bigger person and stand up. That's for sure. And the most amazing thing is how, you really did rise up from all of this because look how successful you are now. You have a national title and a national, if not bigger, audience that you are inspiring and advocating to. And it's just, I can't even believe all of those things that you just told me because I've looked up to you as a role model before, long before I've even met you. And you were one of the reasons why I wanted to be a part of this organization because of all the success the Miss High School America organization has, you know, helped you to gain and the path that you've 
have been on and are currently on has been incredibly inspiring. And so to hear all that was honestly shocking and to hear how it continued even when you were older was even more shocking. Yeah. Thank you. I know you never judge a book by its cover. That's for sure. When you start yeah. turning back those pages and really learning about others, it, like I said before, you know, it opens up a beautiful, beautiful door and you get, yeah. to, you get to know people a lot on a completely different level. And you really did turn such a negative experience into a positive. And not only did you do that, but you also are advocating for anti-bullying right now. And that's so incredible that you're helping other people who are going through the same or similar things that you've gone through. And so that's really cool that you've come so, so, so far in that aspect of your life. Absolutely. And I will continue to do it even after the national title, because again, I'm I'm passionate about it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't plan to stop anytime soon. And I hope that other people will be doing the same thing even after nationals, because it is such a um, important topic to continuously discuss. It is. And something else I'd like you to share a little bit about is self-love, because I know we have some younger listeners who are like middle school age who come onto this podcast. And so would you like to just touch on that, maybe targeting that age group? Yeah. So I'm huge on self-love, positive affirmations. And I actually, every single day, I have positive affirmations that come up on my phone. If you guys are looking for a wonderful app, it's called I Am. (laughs) And it's completely free. And you can get notifications on your Apple Watch, on your computer, on your phone. And, uh, you know, you can do it for certain times throughout the day. But everybody needs that uplifting, motivational, you know, affirmation throughout the day on your hardest days, I think it's really important for us just again, to take a step back, reflect how blessed we are to be on this life journey. And every single morning I wake up and I stretch and I say, today is going to be a great day as you know, when I'm doing my makeup, my hair in the morning time before I go to work or on the weekends, I say, I'm beautiful. I am blessed. You know, you just kind of go through this even though you might not feel it or, uh, you know, you might be having a hard day what you put out, the positivity, it's going to serve you so much better than saying, I don't want to be here today. I don't want to go to work. Of course, you know, we might end up feeling that way, (laughs) but you have to be looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking you're so lucky to be awake, to have a heartbeat, to be standing up strong. You are healthy. You are mentally and physically prepared to take on the day and whatever it brings. And, you know, I'm huge as far as, um, um, reading certain books to uplift your spirit as well. I am huge on audiobooks. I'm huge on those apps. So whatever you need to do to get your head on the right track, as far as, uh, you know, staying positive, personal development is huge. There are so many amazing books. If you guys ever have any questions with, um, some books, all ages, I have a great list to share with you guys. And it's just all about making sure that you are making the most of your life and living in the moment, never thinking too far in advance, because next thing you know, this moment is going to be in the past. So doing as much as we can to keep our heads up, chins up, making sure we are giving ourselves as much love as we possibly can before. And this is something that I spoke on a national level about is how are we ever going to be able to show others that we love and we show respect to them if we don't even know what that's like for ourselves 
So that's why I always focus and share with other people the importance of self-love. That can be anything from saying the positive affirmation to, like I said, taking care of your oral hygiene, or I work out on a daily basis and I'm moving my body. It's so important for our mental health as well. In order to move your body, that can be going for a walk, that can be, you know, going for a run, that can be cycling, that can be lifting weights, yoga. It does not matter. Just move your body because when you, and I, you know, some people may or may not agree with this, but I'm like, when you feel good, you look good. Sometimes it's, you know, people will look at it backwards, but the confidence that shines and radiates through people when they feel good is absolutely gorgeous. And I just think that that comes from moving your body. And that comes with the way that you talk to yourself. If you constantly talk down to yourself, you are going to look sad. You're going to look depressed and you're going to be going on this wrong path and this wrong journey in life. So that's why I stress the importance of self-love, whatever that looks like to you. Uh, mine is all over the place because I'm all about it. So I read us uh, audiobooks. I work out, you know, I do whatever I need to do in order to keep my head on the right track. So if anybody ever has any questions, I'm always here to help you guys answer those. And on a monthly basis, I try and hold, you know, my Zoom workouts. They're completely free. Um, no experience with working out is necessary. I can do weights. I can do no weights. It can be body. We can be doing yoga. Um, and I always start each Zoom session with a positive affirmation. Um, just trying to get our heads on the right track in order for us to have a good start of the workout. And then by the end, you'll be dripping sweat and smiling, I hope. <laughs> but yeah, just just whatever self-love looks like to you, we have to try and make sure that we spread that to everybody who's listening and, and beyond. That's so amazing. And just as you were saying, self-love really, you know, once you're able to do that, then you're able to radiate positivity towards other people. Like, right. You know, personally, when I see people like staring at me, whether it's at school or I don't know them, I feel like a lot of people my age kind of have the mindset like, oh, they're judging me or they're, oh, they're thinking something mean. But what I do is I just smile at them. And nine times out of 10, I find that they do smile back. And, you know, hopefully it makes their day or hopefully if they were, you know, maybe thinking something not nice, then hopefully it like changes their, you know, perspective. But yeah. And you know what? I end up, I'm, I'm the same way because if I end up, smiling at somebody and they don't smile back to me. You know what I do? I compliment them. And then it usually catches them off guard because usually those people that don't smile back, they're thinking that you're criticizing them in your own head. When in reality, I'm like, wow, you're gorgeous. Or I love your shirt or your hair or your makeup or whatever it is. Or I'll just simply say you're amazing or you're beautiful and seeing their facial expression change and how surprised they are that you were thinking something positive rather than what they were thinking. Yeah. I think that's awesome too. Like I'll also be the person when I'm driving by um, and I see somebody running or working out, I scream. I'm like, you're beautiful. (laughs) Just because some people just need that extra little love. And you know, whether they have their headphones in or not, (laughs) they not hear me. It still makes me feel good. So just doing whatever we can do to try and spread that love and positivity. (laughs) Absolutely. And you gave us so many great ideas on how to do that through books and affirmations and complimenting other people. And so I'm so happy you rattled off all of those different ideas. So before we end this episode, is there any last thing you'd like to discuss or advice you have to give? I just, I want everybody to know, you know, this might be a little bit cliche, but I want everybody to know that they are beautiful. They're on this life journey for a beautiful reason. 
And don't ever compare your life journey to other people's. Your life journey is beautiful. You're physically, mentally, everything prepared for whatever the world has to offer and what your journey, wherever your journey takes you. So know that you're not alone on whatever your life journey is. And we are always here to help wherever you need that extra little push or the extra little motivation, but always know that you're beautiful and tell yourself that every single day. Don't let anybody else tell you different. You are beautiful and you have a lot to offer to the world. Oh, well, that is such an amazing message to wrap up the episode with. I think it really captures your personality so well and how inspiring and amazing you really are. So great job. Thank you. (laughs) It was amazing to have you here today. I'm so happy we got this opportunity to really meet. Yes, me too. I am, again, so thankful that you had asked me to join. And I hope to have you on my series soon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I would love to. Um, before we, before I have you go, would you like to drop your Instagram username so everyone can go check out your content? Absolutely. So I have, of course, um, my national page, but I also have my um, personal Instagram. I do my best to share a lot of um, workouts and I do positive uh, quotes on there as well. But my personal is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H dot Pates. And then of course, my national is Miss Collegiate America. So feel free, reach out. You can find me on Instagram or just search on Facebook, Ashley Pates, but I'm always here to help give any love advice that you need. I am always here for you guys. Oh, that's so sweet. And as always, you can check out Brave X and Power on at Brave X and Power on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to another episode and be sure to tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.